I remember turning down my first job when my daughter was a teeny baby. Someone called and was like, are you going to go back to work? And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm done. And I'd never, I'd always been like, yes, 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 yes. Once I had her, though, I was so content with what that was, you know? And um, I don't know. I just was happy. And I also just enjoyed in my children and still do. We're really close. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the MILFiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. Today on the show, I have costume designer, Allison Fanger. I had so much fun going to Paramount Studios and going to her offices there where she's on the set of Grace and Frankie uh, to have our chat. It was really phenomenal. And she greeted me looking fabulous with her gorgeous mane of hair. Um, And we walked through just racks and racks of costumes and clothing. So it was really cool. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Allison Fanger. Hi, Allison. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. I love being here in your wardrobe office. Thank you. It's very cool. There's lots of clothes here. Lots of clothes here. Actually, as I was coming over here, I was a little self-conscious because I'm not at all a stylish person. (laughs) (laughs) Disagree with your fabulous hair. (laughs) Thank you. Well, hey, I have someone who does my hair, so I can't take credit for that. Um, And I'm really lazy about styling it. But like actual clothing... Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I'm not very good at it. So I was like, oh gosh, I hope. No, I you look great. Okay. You look great. <laughs> that was not a fishing no, for a compliment. I know, I know what you um, do. So I kind of want to start from the beginning. Okay. So you're from Minneapolis. Yes. You grew up there through, all through high school? Yeah, I grew up there all my years. I think I moved there when I was five. We moved there when I was five. Oh, wow. My parents are both from the East Coast, though. Okay. So my mom grew up in Brooklyn. And my dad grew up in uh, Connecticut. So I feel like I never have felt, when I grew up in Minneapolis, I never felt like, well, I just thought that's all I knew. Right. But I was like, I'm hockey. You're like, I'm a Yankee. I was like, I'm not, (laughs) I don't understand, but okay. Like, it was never like my place really. Yeah. Which I didn't realize until I left and moved here. And then I was like, oh, my people right away. So you graduated high school there and went straight to Boulder? Yeah, I went to, yeah, I went to straight to college to Boulder. And then after Boulder, I didn't really know what I was going to study in college. I ended up studying anthropology, social anthropology. Ooh. Yeah, which, because I was just very interested in character and what makes people tick, you know, like what makes it behaviorally. And I, and even though it doesn't seem like it should help me now, it really does because oh, so absolutely. much of what I do is of course. storytelling and character building. And, yes character choice motivations through through character through clothing choice which is so defining really yes. I mean, it's like so it's the first thing people maybe will register aside from like hair it's the visual choices yes that give you clues to who you're about to yes you know encounter 
So and when I walked in here, what was your first read on me? Great hair is what I was thinking. You know, I was thinking she looks lost and has a lot of equipment. She yeah. must be here for me. So <laughs> bingo. Yeah. 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 But it really does. It informs yeah. so much. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's helped me a lot. But after college, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to study. I didn't know this job existed. Um, you know, I grew up in Minneapolis. I had no idea. Um, and I went traveling and I traveled all over Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Bali, Singapore, Malaysia, India, went tr- trekking in the Himalayas, like just like wanted to do all of that. How long were you traveling for? I was traveling I mean, that sounds for like, like almost a year. Okay. And then I didn't want to come home because <laughs> I still didn't know what I was doing. And I loved traveling so much. Also has helped me so much in my I'm sure. work today so happy I did that. It's the best thing I ever did. Um, went to London, moved, was there for about another year and uh, turned 24 while I was there. And then I was like, okay, it's time to get, because I was waitressing there. I had a great time. Like it was a really amazing time in my life, but there was, came a time when I was like 24 where I was thought, I think I'm ready to uh, do something that's a little more solid. And I was trying to get jobs there, but they, I couldn't work there because of their, um, work permit situation. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. And I right. say, I'm just going to go home. So I went home and then I was still didn't know what I was going to do. And I started, you know, just hanging out in Minneapolis, which is an amazing city with a lot of artists and interesting artist types and photographers. And, you know, and I started being friends with all of those people in Minneapolis. And, um, and a photographer friend of mine said, you, she was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And he said, you should be a stylist. And I was like, what is that? I did not even know that it was a thing. And he told me, and I was like, that sounds good. And then I, he hooked me up with one of his stylists who he, who he hired to do his shoots. And I assisted her a couple of times. And I was like, oh, yes, this is definitely, this is absolutely 100% what it I should be doing. It clicked for you. Yeah. It was just easy. Yeah. So I did, uh, worked there for a little while. I did some commercial work. There was a lot of commercial work in Minneapolis at the time, which I wasn't. I liked, but I got kind of tired of pretty fast because I am so character motivated yes. and there really wasn't, it was just for more like sell the know, clothes. Yeah. yeah. Make it look like yeah. person next door, you know, like, yeah, you know, and I wanted to do more. So then a film came to Minneapolis at the time and I worked on it as like a PA um, and I loved it. And then I, then I decided to move here and start working and I have not stopped. That's amazing. Except for when I have my kids. Okay. When so I did stop for a little bit. <laughs> somewhere in there, you met your husband. Yeah. On a film. Okay. And he was he was a producer, line producer. Yeah, he was time? a UPM at the time. UPM. But yes, he was a UPM at the time. That for the, oh, those not in Hollywood, that's yeah. unit production manager. Yeah. Um, so which I don't even really know what that means, it's, but that's what it stands for. <laughs> it's the most boring job that exists on a film set. <laughs> Except for like the medic. You just basically stand around craft services, yeah. eating peanut M&Ms. Yeah. And like adding up numbers. Yes. That's what he does. Right. Make well, sure you don't go over budget. Right. That's his job. Oh, Terrible God. job. That's stress of the that. Because it's constantly going over budget. Yeah. And nobody likes you. Right. <laughs> it's okay. So you guys met. Yeah. How old were you at the time? I was 30 and I was always very, okay, this is, this is just me, but I've always been very uh, directed about my different times in life, which I already kind of said, yeah. I was like, okay, I finished college. I'm, I have 
no commitments. I'm going to travel. This is my time to travel in my life. And I did it. I lived in another country. I trekked the Himalayas. I did all that. And then when I turned 24, I thought I need to get a real job. I need a real direction. That's when I came back home, found my direction. And then when I turned 30, I was like, it's time for me to meet a man to get married to because I want to have children in my life. This is important to me. Never even, literally never thought about it before. Never even like, it never even came to my head. And then all of a sudden I turned 30 and I was like, okay, 30, let's count. Let's do the timeline here. Like I need, I I think it'd be, it's time for me to start that part of my life. And then I just, then he just was there and we're still married. That is so awesome. I know. You have such clarity. (laughs) I mean, I envy that. I admire it and I envy that, like to have that kind of clarity and then power of manifestation of just like, yeah. And now this, like, you know, I think that's great. It is. It's like, um, you know, thought directed, I think. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. You know, just like wanting it. And then every little, every little choice you make after you make that decision points you down the path, you know? Yes. It's like those little teeny choices that like take you this way or this way. It's so true. So as long as you keep your focus yes. on what your end goal is right. of that time frame. Yeah. And don't get distracted. I think that's yeah. the main thing too of like either, you know, we don't think we deserve that thing that we that mm-hmm. we want to manifest or we don't think that it can really happen for us. So mm-hmm. we, you know, I say we, I'm, I'm talking about myself. Everybody. everybody, everybody. But yeah. I mean, you know, you can derail yourself so easily. So I think yeah. that's amazing. So you get married yeah. And when do you have your first child? Like soon. Because <laughs> I was on a timeline. You were like, you gotta go. Clock's ticking. <laughs> I was like 32. Should yeah. be my first. It's funny because I'm not like that. I'm a very like in the moment day-to-day person. I really am. But when it comes to the big things, like I am very directed about it. It's interesting. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's something with your parents, your upbringing? I don't or it's know. just you've always been like that? Yeah. Yeah. I just have. So we got pregnant like a year after we were married. So it was pretty fast. Well, he went, we went, here's what happened. So I'd been working all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, and then- Were you doing we, TV, films, everything? I was doing features then. Okay. Which was so fun because I like traveling, obviously. Right. And, uh, you know, I used to go, I didn't have kids or anything. I would go out of town on films and I love that. I like experiencing different places. Yeah. Even if it's like Aiken, South Carolina. Right. It's such a different world. Yeah. There's culture to be discovered everywhere. There's interesting culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's its own culture. Yeah, everywhere has yes. its own different little even weird West Hollywood things. to Santa Monica. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> the Valley or Echo Park versus yeah, you know, yeah. Studio City or whatever. Oh, anyway, yeah. for those of you who are not in yeah. LA, we're talking about different pockets of Los Angeles. Yeah, and there's so many. Oh, sorry. So uh, you were traveling doing films. Oh yeah, and I really like that. And then I went right after we got married. I went did a movie in Miami beach south in uh, florida and i was there for you know we'd be there for kind of a long time it was about i was there for about six months i think and um and then my husband ended up getting a movie also in florida nice. right after okay and i was thought oh my gosh we were just married am i gonna go home now and he's gonna come here that's right. kind of sad so um i stayed but then i was like oh my god because so <laughs> i was like the wife you know, I was like, not, I didn't, right. I was so used to working. Right. 
And then I didn't really have anything to, and not only that, if I was here, I would have been fine because I would have had my community, but I didn't have, I was like, just, you know what I mean? I was like taken yes. out of my community and all the people I was with laughed because they went back, came back here. And so it was very odd time. But then I thought, well, I mean, I'm married now and like, this is my life. And, you know, if I'm going to be the wife, I better have a baby yeah, or have something to do. Yes. Because I can't work out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've done enough stairmaster. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so I um, I hope it's not derogatory to say wife like that, but like I just felt so kind of lost in my identity, you know. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I think there's listen, there are women. I I always use her as an example. My friend Marcy is like, it's like she floats on fairy wings, literally. Like she, I'll call her now. Her kids are teenagers, and she's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to teach my Harry Potter class. I'm going to teach my unicorn class. Like she oh. teaches little preschoolers, oh, but she doesn't. She's not worked through her marriage, mm -hmm. and she's just one of those moms who delights in. She delighted when the kids were really little, and she mm -hmm. was home with them all day. And mm -hmm. I would call her, and I was like, I'm in agony. Like he's nine months old and I can't, I can't do this for another day. She's like, forget about sleep. Just fall into the tiny arms of love. <laughs> and like, it's so beautiful. And I had to release the fact that I am not like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she is. Yeah. She just fully is. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I just think we're all have different makeup. Yeah. You know, no, I love being a mom. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Once I had my kids, I was like, but before kids, you were kids. like, before I don't want to be just, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know what to do yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Like I was just used to doing all the time. And I yeah. wasn't. So then I got pregnant and then um, I, I stopped. I worked up until, I mean, I was like giant up until like seven months. I was up on the, I don't can't believe I did this now, but like up on the ladders up at Universal Costume, oh my God. people be like, "What are you doing?" I used to wear the craziest things too. It was a long time ago. It was before there was like cute maternity clothes, uh -huh. and I would wear just like tie dye slip dresses and like just like crazy stuff that anything that fit. Yeah, that I never wore. Never through my three pregnancies did I wear one stitch of maternity clothes. I have to say, interesting. I just didn't. They were better ones towards the end, mm. but. During the early ones, because my kids are old, like my daughter's 20, um, there wasn't anything. So I just made it. Yeah. I, I like. That's I what looked, you do. Yeah. I always looked, <laughs> I always looked good. Though. I'm sure you um, did. So then I remember turning down my first job when my daughter was a teeny baby. Someone called and was like, are you going to go back to work? And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm done. And I'd never, I'd always been like, yes, 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 yes. Right. Once I had her, though, I was so content with what that mm. was, you know? And um, I don't know. I just was happy. And I also just enjoyed in my children and still do. We're really close. Uh, me and my three girls are very close. And um, yeah, I'm, I was just like, I can't. And they're like, OK, yeah. fine. And then I just never thought about it again. Yeah. And then when and then I don't know, my daughter was and I really immersed into mom life. I really did. I in was what like, way? I just enjoyed it and involved and was like at the preschool PTA president person and you know just like a little and then one day I was it was like Halloween and I had um I was in my garage and I had a rack with all their Halloween costumes on it and I was like oh my god I have to go back to work I'm annoying <laughs> Because you were carrying that into your mom, yeah. mom. I was like, I'm an overachiever in universe. Halloween right now. And that is just kind of tragic. That's awesome. And I think I, my creative outlet is calling me back. Um, and then kind of shortly thereafter, 
And I had said, too, another thing I said was, like, if I'm going to go back to work, it's going to be on television and multi-camera because that's the easiest schedule with shooting for kids, which I then ended up getting that, which is amazing, um, and did those for many years. And then... um, and that what was your about. first show? Sorry for interruption. Oh, there what was, was your no, first okay. show back? This was not a multi-camera, but it was, um, there's a show called uh, Ten Items or Less. It was for TBS. And it started as like a pilot presentation. And this was my friend Evie, my dear friend Evie, who I met. Um, she's a new mom now, too. She's so great. Um, I met because she came and was Dorothy at my do- my oldest daughter Ella's birthday party when she Aww. was three. She came and I couldn't let her. I was like, no, I didn't want to get those those Dorothy costumes from like, you know, I didn't want to hire like a Dorothy right. straight out of the box because right. sometimes they're a little. Mm. Oh yeah. So I got like I like went and, like <laughs> rented like Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a little like smelling like you know. Oh booze. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> boozy Dorothy. I've been to a party like where it's like that Spider Man <laughs> is so loaded, dude. <laughs> I mean, really exactly. bad. The kids are so little at that point; they didn't really know. We were all like, I oh know. My God. The moms are like, "Oh, get the weird Elmo away Craigslist. from us!" <laughs> it's a little threadbare and a little smelly, <laughs> you know. So I was like, and that's when I was like, full like, I mean, being work going back to work really chilled me out a little bit. I think I was a little a much. I would, you know, I was like, had to have everything be like, like so perfect as a mom, which is a little, you know, can be a little much. But um, I, um, so I went and got like the Bob Mackie um, Dorothy costume. We like went and had a fitting at EC2 (laughs) and got the crazy, a really great Dorothy costume. And she came and she was just like the magical, um, magical Dorothy with the most beautiful voice and my daughter and then she became then she came kind of came became part of our family she was a friend of friends of mine she's an actress friend of friends of mine who I found because like who's a great actress who could come do this do be Dorothy and they were like oh Evie would be perfect and I met her and we fell in love and then she then she started like helping me with my kids sometimes and doing being part of our lives um and we didn't tell Ella until she was like 15 though that Evie was Dorothy at her party. She really thought Dorothy was Dorothy had come. Not when Aww. she was 15. Right. But like for many years, we're like, Aww. don't tell her. It was really sweet. And now Evie is a mom also. A new mom, a single mom. Oh. She's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I talked her into having a baby. I was like, you got to have a baby. She really wanted one. That's awesome. And I'd love to hear her turning story. 40 and she was like, and I was like, you could just do it. She's yeah. so happy now. It's Aww. so sweet. Yeah. She's great. I know. Anyway. Wait, now how far apart are your girls? Like two and a half years. So uh, Ella is 20. Tallulah is 18. And Maxine is 15. The most amazing names. Thank you. I mean, like storybook. (laughs) That's incredible. Thank you. So yeah, you were in it. So you're saying when your oldest daughter was seven is when you went back to work? Yeah. Okay, so you still had two little ones. Yeah, Maxine was little. little. And she's the toughest now, too, I have to say. She is, like, I remember we'd be at my house, like, I'd be, like, dying stuff on the deck late. And she would be, like, toddling out, like, Mom! And I was like, go to sleep, Maxine. And she was like, Like, (laughs) she became like the, but she's pretty resilient. They're all really different, my girls. Tallulah had a crazy, I've got, this is kind of a good mom story. Tallulah had a crazy birth story. Oh, what happened? A really crazy birth story. So Ella had, all my girls were so different. So Ella had 
a story where, I mean, her birth was like textbooked. You know, the pregnancy was textbook. The birth was textbook. You know, we went to the hospital. I was six centimeters dilated. You know, I went a little longer, got an epidural, pushed her out in 20 minutes. Everything was like perfect. Mm -hmm. Tallulah was, um, came, we're at home. My husband was doing a movie like two hours away. Um, He came home um, because I thought I was having contractions. It was like two weeks early though. So I wasn't really sure. And so he was like, I'm just going to come home just in case. And we go to the doctor. The doctor's like, you're not in labor. Go home. You're fine. Um, He can go back to, he was like in Toronto, like two hours away, doing like Planet of the Apes. And um, I said, okay. So then that night he said, go home, take a bath, have a glass of wine, you know, whatever, which I did. I hated the bathtub when I was pregnant. So I got out. Anyway, so it changed. And I was waiting for the five minutes apart for an hour. An hour? Is that what they tell you? Mm-hmm. Right. Five minutes apart for an hour, mm-hmm. I think. I was waiting for that before we went to the hospital. But once I got five minutes apart for an hour, my labor was just started slamming. Like I probably went from three to 10 in like 10 minutes or something. So we ended up outside two in the morning at my house in the driveway. And I literally caught my baby in my own sweatpants (laughs) by myself. Wow. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Wow. It was so crazy because we were going to name her Clara. That's why I thought we were going to name her Clara. And then I was like, oh, Clara doesn't get born in the driveway. (laughs) She needs a different name. So, but that was like a really amazing, amazing moment and amazing story. And she, um, and then, so then my third one, we're going to go back to the hospital. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to have a, uh, I want to be at home because now I know I can be at home and I want to have people around me because I was so felt kind of alone you know and even though it was like amazing it was like a little bit traumatic I sure I was thinking how scary that must have been it was not knowing how it was going to turn out when doing it in the driveway and having I know like I mean standing everyone was really scared well everyone was really scared when I was laboring right before I had it her um and then or maybe I was I can once once I had her I was fine before that, it was very, I mean, it was pretty intense because was, there wasn't like any calming elements involved. It was just like, I was like panicking a little bit, you know, so makes that labor worse. Although it's easier labor, just like you were saying earlier, it's like nice to meet people in their homes or their workplace because they're more comfortable. Like I found that my labor when I was home was easy. And when I would get to the hospital, I was like, and that's why I think when I third when we started talking about it, my husband really wanted to go to the hospital because he was like, that's not happening again. Right. I was like, I don't, I, the something in me just was like, no, 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 I don't want to go to the hospital because once I get to the hospital, that's when it starts to feel bad. And so I didn't want to go and we didn't. So I was home and I had like, like eight girlfriends over and we had the baby, <laughs> all of us. I love that you say that. <laughs> we had the baby. We were all, all together. <laughs> we were all, it just felt very, Aww. I needed to kind of come full circle from that feeling of like not being heard Ugh. and of like feeling kind of alone. Yeah. You know? Yes. Cause even though my husband was there and he, it's not his fault. Like I'm telling you, I, I don't I think get it's, fault. it. I it's, think birthing yeah. is women's business. It's, it, and it's yeah. not his fault. He's yeah. lovely and yeah. loving and yes. would do anything he could. Just didn't know what to do. Yeah. It's like intuitively it's just not 
Oh, I remember right? my husband, my ex-husband, husband at the time, stood there. They gave him a huge um, cup of crushed ice with yeah. a spoon. Yeah. And he was trying to feed it to me. And I said, I don't want that. Yeah. And he just stood there silently eating the ice <laughs> with the spoon, watching oh, the birth no. happen. And it wasn't because he wasn't, no, you know, sweet or caring. Like, same. And he was very loving and like wanted to be there for me, but literally just didn't know what to do except yeah. stand there and eat the ice. They don't know what to do. It's not, it's it's women's business. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and you need that feminine strength and power around you. Yeah, so. I liked it. I had like a doula and a midwife and like my friends. And did you ultimately like give party. birth in your bedroom? May yeah. I ask her? Okay. Yeah. That's so awesome. It happened really fast again. I mean, I had your body knew what to do by that body point. Your like, body was oh, like, oh, this. We're doing this again. Yeah. I never thought I would have three, but I love having three. You know, it's interesting. I always thought I would have three. Really? I always wanted three. Oh, I oh. have one. You still could. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 43. I'm almost oh, 44. That's okay. That's not too long. Um, We'll see. Maybe they'll come through in other yeah. other ways. Yes. But, um, okay. So you're back at work. You're working on a TV show. Oh, Evie's yeah. TV show. Oh, yeah. So Evie was the one. Okay, we right. totally digress. So Evie was the that's one. That's okay. Those are the best things yeah. that come from the tangents okay. and the okay, digressions. Good. Yeah. Um, Evie was the one who was like, oh, you know, my friends are doing this show um, and they want me to do the costumes. They want her to do it. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Can you just do it? There's no money. It's like, but can you just do it? <laughs> There's like, no money, but can you do it? Yeah. She's like, like very little. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say the name because it's stupid. But like, it was just not a lot of money. Yeah. And she was like, can you just do it? Just. And I was like, uh, okay. Only because she had been so amazing and lovely to me so many times in so many ways. I was like, she's asking me for something now and I'm mm. going to say yes to that because I love her. And and she was in the show as an actress? No, or? she was doing the casting for I see, it. I see. It's like, uh, so, but she was also, I also wanted her to do the costumes. <laughs> but it was like a, it was like like a pilot presentation, right? Which turned into a show that ran for like four seasons. That's great. Is what happened, right? So it's TNT. So that's how I kind of got like back in it. But it was great because it was like just a few episodes, like eight episodes, and it was the only show I was doing. And we'd do them like I would do eight episodes and then have like a lot of time off, you yeah. know, and then go back. And yeah, it was so busy. So I went back in kind of like slowly. Now I work all the time. Then I started doing. Then I got kind of into, um, I did a show for like ABC, ABC Family, when it was ABC Family called Ruby and the Rockets. Then I ended up doing more shows for ABC and Family. And I worked with them quite a bit doing like multi-camera stuff mm -hmm. um, until I kind of started working with Marta. Um, Just for our listeners, when you mm -hmm. say multi-camera, you mean, um, you don't, you mean like not a sitcom. No, a sitcom. Multi-camera. I mean, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You mean a sitcom like yeah. a live, with a live audience. Live audience. Yeah. Exactly. Those are fun, though. They're they were super fun. fun. And they only shoot like two days a week. Yeah. Which is why the hours are manageable. Yes. This is a shoot hours that will kill you. Yes. Um. So then I did a short thing with Marta, and that was a very, very good working relationship. Marta Kaufman, who is a producer, who did Friends. Yes. Uh, a little show called Friends. You might have heard of <laughs> um, And is this show, is, this is her show, Grace right. and Frankie. So that was a really good relationship. So then when this show came up, she asked me to do it and I jumped on it. So great. Yeah. Great. So you styled on Friends? No. No. 
You styled. No, she did Friends. I, she did Friends, and you styled for her on another show. Yeah, it was a it was a thing called um it's called the Five Films or something. It was just like okay. women, five women directors doing five films. Oh, cool. Five, and then they did a five more. I think I did the first one, the second one, but it was just like a good, it was a small thing, but yeah. it was just like, it was good to do that because we realized how well we work together yeah. and we have a great shorthand. And that's what's made this show, I think, so successful for me for look wise and everything is just, my relationship with her is so tight and we, we have a really nice uh, understanding um, of character together. Like yeah. I know what she, cause we're very close friends too. I just understand what she's saying about a person mm. almost immediately, what she wants to say through clothes, you know, almost all the time, not all the time, but like a lot of times. So most of the time, especially the main characters, you know, that's huge. Yeah. It's such a huge element of storytelling as you were saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, There are many, many paintbrushes that make up a, a, something that you see on the screen. Mm -hmm. And that's one of them. That's so crucial. Um, so you start on, on Grace and Frankie, which I want to talk about the show a little bit, but I also want to talk about, you having three teenagers while you're doing <laughs> three I teenage know. girls. So you're on this show, which by the way, is an amazing female, all female cast. I mean, I know there are men in the show, yeah. but it's female leads and it's yeah. female driven. The The narrative yeah. is well, female driven. Jane and Lily. It's icons. Yeah. And, and female older people. I've had other interviews. I've had people ask me, I had one person ask me, who do you look to for inspiration for their looks as older women? female leads and I thought for a second and I hadn't thought about it and I thought you know what there was nobody there were no female driven female lead over 60 women that were the leads of tv series Mm. since like the golden girls yes there weren't any and I was like there was no one to look towards so this is huge yeah that this is happening yeah um yeah. On so many levels. And this is, again, and you asked me when I came in before we hit record, I was telling you a little bit about why I started the podcast. <clears throat> the idea for me that culturally in the messaging that we get is that, oh, well, you know, as you get older, you're not really allowed to be sexual. You're mm-hmm. not really allowed to be yeah. fully feminine or, <clears throat> you know, embrace that part of yourself. And I'm not talking about aging at all because mm-hmm. we all age and how we choose to deal with that is whatever. Like, um, but I am talking about embracing that. And like you have a cast full of MILFs, you know, that are mm-hmm. like, they're just, there's a, and there's a, there's a confidence that comes with that, that wasn't, you know, the case in the eighties or like when the golden girls was on, I mean that, mm-hmm. that age group, mm-hmm. which is probably the same age group now that's represented here. I don't know how old the golden girls were, but I'm this look at the difference. Well, they made them look like grannies. They so made it's hard them to look say like grannies. Yeah. They probably were around the same age yeah, or younger, but they looked like old grannies. Yes. Yeah. The weird short. Yes. Frizzy gray hair. Like with the perm or whatever yeah. they do. The, the set in the rollers. Hair. Yeah. Like, Ha ha, the grannies. Yeah. You know, which is like, this couldn't be more different. Couldn't be more opposite. These guys are like, I didn't, I never even thought about their age when I was conceiving of their looks. I really didn't. I just thought about who, what kind of people yeah. they were, you know? And I, um, and the whole story is about them being rebirthed. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, our lives are not what we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Surprise. And we're in our 70s 
And we're going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and reinvent ourselves. Yeah. And that's what's been, I think that's what's hit so hard for yes. everybody and it's so amazing about yes. the show. But as a mother doing this show, I have yeah. to say, being on this show, having Marta Kaufman as the showrunner um, and having a lot of female writers and a lot of female directors and female leads is that I never don't take a phone call from my kids in that fitting room. And mm. they all know it. Mm. And they're fine with it. I always put them on speaker, though. I'm like, I'll answer. But it's my kid. I'm going to answer. And I say, hi, you know, Ella, I'm in a fitting. I'm a, you're on speaker. And they're like, oh, OK. And they, they'll be like, you can wait or they have a quick question or whatever it is. I never don't answer my phone for yeah. my kids. And I and I and if there's a volleyball volleyball game, I go. Hmm. <laughs> I go. <laughs> I do. And I say, I'm going to go to my kids volleyball game. And they're like, OK. Like, it's like because you're around this group of. They get it. Yeah. Yeah. The guys, too. It's like a great generation. That's great. Yeah. Um, Like Martin and Sam. Yeah. They're, you know, they've got a perspective. I'm pretty, some people in production can get like, it is life or death. Like, we're, you know, like, oh, my God. Yeah. But like, I'm like, it's not. Yeah. And it's. We're not doing brain surgery. Here. Yeah. Like, it's a TV show and everything's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. And. I love that about this show That's that great. I can do that. And I feel really blessed. That's know? so important. So I've always made my kids to know that they are the priority, mm. no matter what with the work, you know, and they've, they're really proud of me. And like, you know, I know they are, and I know they like to come to my stuff. Like they just came to the costume designers guild awards with us and they come. Oh, right. You were just there. Yeah. Tell me about that. That was fun. That must've been amazing. It's Did so you win fun. an award? No, I didn't win. I got, okay. an, I mean, it's fine. But, I, but wait a minute. Versace wins. I know you're very humble. So you're, <laughs> yeah. but so Kimberly, yeah, she was like, oh yeah. And she was nominated for an Emmy. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> That's amazing. I know it was great. Here's another one of my manifestation things. I'll tell you. Cause I was, um, at first, uh, Netflix wasn't sure they wanted to hire me because I had done multi-cameras and I'd made a life choice as a woman with a family to, you know, do a schedule that was more, it didn't have to do with my talent, right? I just picked smaller, I wanted to, I didn't pick, I, I picked to do smaller projects no matter what they were because I was still career building too, by the way. And um, so that fit also, but it also was less hours. So they didn't feel like my body of work. I'd worked with like a lot of teenage stars and stuff. They're like, how is she going to handle Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda? And Marta was like, she's going to be fine with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. She knew me. I just worked with a bunch of big people, you know, Melissa Leo and Laura Dern. And I'd just done that whole other thing with her. And like, it's not a problem. I can hold my own, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, they didn't know me and they were worried and wanted a feature person. And, you know, and um, I was just like, not only am I going to get this job, but I'm going to get an Emmy nomination for this job. I said that you did. in the room to Marta. <gasps> I did. And you are mad. When it happened, I was like, oh my God. Now I should have said I'm going to win an Emmy. <laughs> I haven't done next time. Next time. Next time. Next, next time. I know. No, I have three That's Emmy nominations. Incredible. Three Emmy nominations and three Costume Designers Guild nominations. Yeah, it's been amazing. For what? For Frank? For this show. For, for this show. This show, yeah. It's well, it's like made. I've made a new uh, character. You know, Frankie especially is a. You, we haven't seen her before on TV, and she's like this combination of like my mother-in-law and you know, like other kind of strong women. Like my travels. I said, well, I well, my mother-in-law is a uh, not my mother-in-law. Well, my mother-in-law, yes, who is not with us anymore. But her her uh, stepmother was Dorothea Lang. 
Who so, is that? Uh, the photographer, Dr. Okay. Lang. She okay. was a Depression-era photographer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. They did a movie yeah. about her. Right? Yeah. And um, she had all this jewelry from when I met her. She would wear, she wore these like crazy moo's and had all this jewelry from um, all, like a big, I went in her bedroom. She had this amour, like a giant amour. And every drawer was filled with all this crazy ethnic jewelry that Dorothea had brought her back from her travels as a photographer because she traveled over the world. Oh. So that was part of my like character inspiration for Frankie. Yep. I said Frankie's definitely got one of those big armoires yes. in, her, in her bedroom with drawers filled with jewelry. That's been a huge part of her character. Yes. You know, so it comes from everywhere. So cool. But yeah, the show's been amazing. I Well, and my, um, my creative director, Sarah, who knows I'm here, she's mm-hmm. been... All week, she's like, oh, my God, Friday can't come soon enough. She's like, she follows you. <laughs> okay. And she's like, I'm obsessed. Like, I drool over every post that you blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that's so great. Because it's, it's really um, innovative, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's amazing what you're doing on the show. And um, it's like also art lady, like log and look, layered look. Yeah. You know, like that European art lady. Yes. So a lot of people think she's straight up bohemian. And I'm always like, not really. Yeah. Look for the weird geometric shapes. Yes. You know, and the like foam core, chunky, I don't know, you know, like, like necklaces and then like asymmetrical hems. Now, speaking of jewelry, I want you to tell me about this ring, this fabulous ring that you're wearing. This ring's been worn in every show I've done. So funny because someone always... In a fitting room, if someone says to me, like, if we're doing an outfit where it needs a little something, something, a little extra. That's the ring. I'll be like, wear this. Or they're like, I so love your an ring. it's an animal. I can't It's tell. a panther. It's well, a panther. Right now. No, no, no. I just. Oh, my God. It's fabulous. It's, it's, it's like a panther crawling up my finger, basically. And it looks my like finger. emeralds like or diamonds or. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's costume. Oh. It's not. Oh, it's better because in case he gets banged around. Yeah, it does. But it's beautiful and very much a statement piece. Yeah, it's Alexis Batar. Spatar? Alexis Batar. Oh, that's the designer? B-I-T-A-R, yeah. yeah. Alexis Batar. Alexis Batar. Yeah. We'll have to put her in the yeah, show good. notes. He, he's good, um, <laughs> good costume pieces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So you have three girls. Two of them are in college. One's, one's in, in college. college. One, yeah. One's a senior in high school. Yeah. And one's a freshman in high school. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. They're good girls, though. I'm really proud of them. I am. They are uh, well-spoken and mature and can look people in the eye when they talk to them. Mm -hmm. And they're respectful of me, which I never tolerated them not being respectful of me. Um, You know. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. (laughs) Because the teen thing is... I mean, my son's nine and a half and it's already starting like that sass and that, you know, it's just, I know it's individuation. Exactly. It is. I'm like, oh no, 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 hell no. I know. (laughs) It's part of it, but they can individuate and separate from you without being assholes. (laughs) Totally, totally. (laughs) I mean, not in their heads, but like I say, like, don't don't, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. You know, um, but I feel like I've done a good job. Knock on wood. Yeah. They're all so, they're good and they're. Uh, all care about school and, you know, they know that there is a certain expectation of uh, what they can do. I, I don't 
all my girls are so different. It's hard to describe how different they are, but they all have really different, strong strengths. So I would never expect Tallulah to do the things that Ella's done. I would never expect Ella to do the things Tallulah's done, but whatever I know is their strength and their passion. That's something that they're very good at. I do expect that they achieve to their highest degree of that particular thing, whatever that is, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like an across the board thing, like everybody has to do this. That's not, but like find your thing. Right. That's the other thing that has found has been really important in their lives is finding their thing. Oh, yeah. Like have your thing that you're good at. Yes. Because that's where you get your validation then. Absolutely. And not from and like, that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Not from the wrong places. Yes. You know, and growing up, girls growing up in Hollywood, I was like, oh, gosh, if I can have three girls in Los Angeles and no one has an eating disorder, I will feel like a successful person. Yeah. And so far, 15, yeah. uh, they're okay. Because I was like really nervous about that. Yeah. Like that, I think that was like a thing though, like in the in, in the eighties when I was in high school, yeah, nineties and 80s. the nineties, yeah, late eighties for sure, late eighties. I graduated like eighty three from high school, so yeah. like, yeah, it was like a thing. Oh yeah, like everybody it was like a trend. Yeah. Well, and then again, it came back. I want to say like a decade later when the grunge thing came in and like the, oh. the heroin chic was the thing, you know? Yeah. Is it not a thing anymore? It's not really a thing anymore, is it? Now I don't it's like think it's the Kardashians are more of a thing anymore. Now. I don't know. Having what's like a, a thing. big badonka donk is a thing now. <laughs> I think it is a thing. I think that is a thing. I don't know what's a thing because I just don't. And you have a boy. And I have a boy. He's very sweet. He has a crush on a girl at school. He would Aww. he would probably die if you know. Oh. I'm not going to say. I won't tell him. But he's <laughs> he's um he's very respectful. Um. That's good. And Boys kind. are good. Boys are like sweeties. My friends with boy children are just like, they just are love their moms he's so much. He's very sweet. I just have to be careful about making him. He's, I need to give him more to do. <laughs> like I want him to be independent. Oh, he's, he's still pretty young. He's still pretty young, but it's a little bit too much like, mom, can I have lemonade with crunched up ice? Instead <laughs> of crushed ice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the refrigerator's right there, bro. You know, I don't talk yeah. to him like that, but I always end up getting it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? He can get this for okay. himself. You know what's funny? I only do that with my oldest one. Interesting. I can't let it go. Interesting. She's 20. Interesting. I'm like, what am I doing? It's a habit then, it's maybe. It's terrible. Yeah. I think it's energetic, too. It's a habit. Uh, it's also that first child. But I think energetic, energ energetically, like, there's different interactions between different people yes whether your children or not i found that from the minute they were born i felt slightly differently about each of them not in a bad way right just like a different way yeah. we had a different dynamic yes right so i don't know what it is but i, I think a lot of it is the oldest child but i'm that like makes oh me my feel God, better stop with her i mean are you trying to cut her meat like what are you doing <laughs> she's 20 and i'm like it makes me feel good as a mom like if i am home in the morning i still do like even though i know my kids are entirely capable of getting up in the morning making their own breakfast making their own lunches, getting out the door. If I am home, which is not all the time anymore, because sometimes I have really early mornings, mm. I'm like, I'm going to do my mom thing this morning. I did it yesterday. I was like, I don't have to be until like 9.30. I'm going to get do my mom thing. I'm going to make your breakfast because I love doing That's it. so nice. I love doing it. It's also nice to know they can do it themselves. Right? Oh, yes. But the, oh, the other thing I want to say about having kids in my business and being a working mom is that um, they have kept me so relevant I was thinking oh, when I was thinking about the Kardashians yes. because they are like up on all the yes. latest, latest. Yes. I'll be like, Maxine, what are the best genes right now for like, you know, a certain age group that's like close to her? And she's yeah. like, oh, mom, you got to try these. She's on it. 
She's like the mini me, though, that one, my youngest. She's like on all the whatever is uh, any trend that's up and coming, anything that's like, you know, about to happen. Mm-hmm. She's like on the cusp of yes. it. And she like fills me in if I don't, if I'm not, you know, t- tuned into that, uh, like the, as young as that is. And that's they've done so that for great. me all along when I was on the ABC family shows. They were like, like really, they were like 11 and 12. So then that was their Perfect. thing, right? So yeah. then they'd be, then I had a good sensibility for what, those kids wanted to watch you know yes it's interesting yeah like i felt that it's done nothing but add to my knowledge yes you know made it, me better it keeps you younger yeah in that way and and like you said relevant i get that i totally get that yeah, yeah. i mean my son knows stuff i have no idea what he's talking about yeah he'll educate great? me it's awesome it's great it's, it's awesome helpful. yeah it's really <laughs> helpful especially when i'm older and i'm he's gonna be making decisions for me it's good yeah. to know he knows oh, what's no. up oh, no. don't say that. Uh, <laughs> oh we're decades and decades away uh, yeah from. yeah um so and oh what do your girls think about the show mm. do they watch the show yeah they love the show yeah they love the show yeah people love the show yeah just when i was like ta- i mean it's just so funny to me how many people it's reached i was like took my daughter we we're looking at colleges so yes. we we're in madison wisconsin and we went for breakfast um, in Madison, Wisconsin, the morning we were leaving and, um, just, it was like this long line and there's this young college age girl and this guy behind us talking and, um, she was just like, oh, oh they're just on TV and she was like, oh, I'm just finished catching up on Grace and Frankie. And he was just like, what? She's like, oh, it's the best show. It's about those old ladies. <laughs> She's like, it's the best show. It's so funny. And he was just like, what? Like, he didn't know what I was yeah. like. Okay, it's so random. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. And she's in college. And I get tons. Of, a lot of my followers are like young girls. Yes. That, you know? Yeah. They want to dress like Frankie. Yeah. Or like Grace. Yes. I've had people like, you know, 28-year-olds. That's like, powerful. I want to dress like Grace. Where can I get Grace clothes? You know? And now June, Diane Raphael, if you watch the show, she's yeah. gotten real powerful in her yeah. in her look. Oh, the red suit is everything. Yeah. That is, that's doing, incredible. We've been doing a lot with red and with yes. suits and with power and with fierceness and yes. with like just being a badass boss, you know? <laughs> she just is such a boss. I love it. I know. Because suits are, you know, having such a moment right now yeah. in fashion. Yeah. So it's been really fun. We've had so much fun. And there's like interest in us doing, you know, a project together, maybe like, you know, trying to incorporate looks from the show. Oh, cool. Potentially, yeah. Oh, We're that's not, It's fun. like in embryo state. I don't know if you can say it really, but I'll, I'll ask. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So we're. I'll I'll let you know. Okay. Cool. But um, because it would be good. Yeah. I think she's talking about she's in South by Southwest. I think she might be talking about it too. But yeah, we're gonna we're we're trying to make that happen. Because oh, awesome. I mean I get asked so many times. I'm sure. So much, but it's very complicated to get that off the ground because of so many things. There's all these different people own the uh what it's what it is, you know what I mean? Right. Uh and so there's like a dynamic. It's not just like I'm gonna make this cool right. clothing line. Like it's like everybody owns a little bit of it you know right so it's it's just more complicated right it's just not that easy legal people are like i'll buy your stuff in a second and i'm like i would love to give right. it to you to buy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you have that manifestation <laughs> power so you're just gonna do. thank you for reminding yeah. me to put that in there yeah so you just need <laughs> i never do this i never tell people what they need but i'm doing yeah. it i don't know why <laughs> um that person who has that business and legal knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. To come in and be like, here. Yeah. 
right? I, mean, I have I, that. I have that person. I do. I have a, a woman who's like a branding agent who who's a branding done other, agent. She's done other lines with people, and so she's 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 on it. Uh, so we'll see. That's exciting. Yeah, but we've been talking about it for many years. Yeah. At first it was like you know Jane and Lily. Now it's going to go to sure. June. Sure. Which might be easier in a way. Right. So um, we're we're working cool. on it though. I know you're right. I'm going to just do that. I'm going to put uh, that goal in the future. You my, will. Down it my it path will be. There's no the, question in my mind now. The little a signpost at the end of the path. Yes. It says this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> yeah. Because Allison said so. <laughs> yeah. And. So you are almost at the end of the season? No. Shooting? No, you just started. No, we just started. Okay. We're like, we're shooting till the middle of June. Okay. Count and all. Um, oh, that time's out great. Because then will you be off for the summer with your kids? Um, maybe. <laughs> that used to be great. I have done that. One summer we went, this is an amazing thing we did. One summer, this, it, was, it was when I was on like Melissa and Joey ABC Family Show. And, um. Melissa and Joey both had families and they liked to have the summers off. So that was always good. With Lori. That was another good thing. They wanted to be with their yeah. families too. Um, so we would have summers off. And one summer my husband was doing a movie in Budapest. And um, we, I took the girls for the summer and they were like, Ella was, well, I know Tallulah, my middle one, was going into seventh grade. So Ella was probably ninth grade and Maxine was like fifth grade. Really good ages for traveling. Perfect. We went to, and you know I like to travel. Yes. So we went to, um, we were based in Budapest. My husband was like, do what you want during the week, but be here on the weekends with me. I was like, okay, great. And we went to a different country every week. We were went to France and we went to um, Italy and we went to Germany, went to like um, Munich and Berlin. We took train the trains everywhere. Just you and your three daughters? Yes. Yeah. That is bold. It was. That is amazing. Crazy. I'm so impressed by that. It was amazing. And they, it was so. Uh, and they remember it because they, they oh were old God. enough. It was. And they were old enough to all carry their stuff and yeah. walk with me. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some times where I was like, where, like, it was a time, it, you know, the train system is crazy. We're yes. like, they're just like, get off the train, it's stopping. We're like, what? We didn't know where we were. Yeah. You know, but you're like, you figure it out. Yeah. You work it out. And that's one of the things that they really learned that from me a lot. They all have the travel bug. Um, my daughter is like, my oldest daughter is never home anymore. I'm always like, are you ever coming home again? She always travels. Um, every time she's got an opportunity, she takes it to go. Um, but they learned so much that, and whenever they write like, uh, you know, in anything about, you know, a lot of college applications and stuff will ask or school applications or papers will ask, you know, what, what's something that you remember a lot? What, what changed your life? Like what was important was integral. You know, they always bring up that summer because it was wow. just it was just amazing to go to all those places and to kind of get through all the obstacles yeah. of traveling and train yeah. travel and just like pushing through and not being like deterred. Yeah. And not getting tired and getting out there and just being hot and sweating and walking around and figuring it out and not knowing the language and not knowing the food and figuring out the best places. And you know what I mean? There's a lot of work yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. But um it's so fun. <laughs> so good. And it gives you, it sounds like it gave them as well at a, such a, you know, crucial age, that knowledge of self-sufficiency yeah. that you can really only get from that kind of experience where you just put your, you're like total fish out of water. Yeah. And at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the trip, you're like, oh my God, I survived that. Yeah. Like, I did that. And didn't even think about not surviving. And you're like, just like 
figuring it out. I like, what's the worst out. thing that can happen? Right. I, I get lost. Them, like, yeah. we were on that weird bus. Like, when we had to get off the train in Germany, like, we were kind of, I was pretty freaked out. I was with my kids, and I was like, we didn't know where we were. I didn't know where we were in, in Germany. And we had to get off the off the train and then onto a bus. And the bus was, like, masses of people trying to get on this one bus. And it was, like, a little scary. It yeah. was a little bit of a crusher. Yeah. We had our bags, and it was, like, it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. And I just was, like, on the bus with the girls, and I was like, okay, this is what I always think when I'm a little bit, like, maybe I'm in over my head here a little bit. I'll be like, what's the very worst outcome? What's the worst thing that can happen right now? I'm like, the worst thing that can happen is we end up somewhere that we are unfamiliar and I'll, you know, we'll find a car to rent or something and we'll figure it that we'll get to where we need to be. Yeah. You know, like what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. And that kind of like brings me back in. Yes. Like we're going to be okay. Yeah. It's kind of a kooky kooky funny thing i just try to make it like funny when crazy stuff happens yeah like another funny thing that happened that trip was we got in a, we took an overnight train into munich and i wanted to rent a, a car and drive up to like um to i wanted to go well i wanted to take them to see auschwitz oh yeah and i wanted to take them to see the sleeping beauty castle because <laughs> yes. i was like i don't want to just bum them out with yeah. auschwitz <laughs> i want them to see it but i want them to also yeah see something magical yes know? so that was the plan we're gonna rent a car it's the only way to do it we had like a day we're gonna rent a car we're gonna go to both these places so we get to the car place and like i forgot to ask for an automatic car and i haven't driven a stick like since college <laughs> oh dear and then they're like well do you want the, do you want the do you want the diesel stick and i was like, hey, i'll probably figure it out okay oh. and they're like i got a diesel stick oh no oh my god I could not drive it. <laughs> it was smoking. <laughs> I drove over a curb. Oh my god! The car. This guy pulled up. He's like, "Your car is smoking." <laughs> and my girl's like, "Mom!" And I just like pulled. I was like, "I'm done. We're this is it. We're done." I pulled over. I got out of the car. I was like, "We called the car company." I was like, "You got to come get the car." Yeah. I can't drive this car. Yeah. But like crazy things happen, but like I love yeah. that they have those memories. Yeah. And that's play, a great story. Funny things yeah. that happen and how you deal with it. You yeah. just go, okay, yeah. uncle, guess what? We're not going to Auschwitz. Yeah. We went to the castle. Yeah. I wish I'd brought them to Auschwitz, but. But they did see the castle. We went to the castle. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> the Sleeping Beauty castle. Yeah. That's amazing. Am I making you want to travel? Uh, I really, you know, yes. Marcy, my magical fairy wing friend yeah. that I had told you about. Yeah. She's taking her kids to Europe this summer. And she's mm. like, please come with me. It's her birthday. She's having a big birthday. Aww. Oh, I really want to. I don't know she if I go. can. I know. Aww. And I, today, just on my way over here, she's like, and I got this Venice Airbnb. It sleeps seven. And like, Duh. she's like, you could bring blooms, my son. And I'm like, really thinking <gasps> about it. You should go. I know. I'm really. And, and just how you said, like, the perfect age. He's about to go into fifth grade. He is the perfect travel. He's a really good traveler. Yeah. Like, I took him to New York the, for the first time a couple of years ago, and he loved it. We stayed with friends right on Central Park, and he just thought Central Park was, I mean, Central Park is, like, yeah. the most, the greatest thing ever. He was like, dude, you live here? Like, you go here every day? And his little <laughs> friend was like, yeah, bro. Like, this is it, man. Like, And they just spent hours. <gasps> In the park. Hours and hours. So and it was beautiful weather. So great. You should go. Yeah. Scott's Cheap Flights. Do you know about that? No. There's this thing called Scott's Cheap Flights. And okay. You can register. I'm like, oh, I'm register. And they have like deals that come through and really good Europe deals. Ooh. Yeah. They're like different age, like different um, date brackets. Okay. You have to be willing to be like, yes, we're going then. But if yeah. you know what dates she's going, yeah. you could just like look on it. 
Right. And when I could make it around the same time. So it was, yeah. we got there a couple nights early. We would just go to Paris or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to Paris. Yeah. Scott's cheap flights. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I know we've been talking for a while. I'm just going to check. Oh my God. Perfect timing. Yeah. So now we've come to the time where I ask you three questions that I ask every guest. Okay. And then we go into a fun lightning round of questions. Oh, whoa. Uh oh. Everyone gets nervous. I'm it's so just, nervous. It's a silly question. No, there's no, there's nothing. <laughs> okay. You're gonna, you're gonna rock this. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Allison when you hear the word MILF? Oh, well, now I think about your podcast. <laughs> but before, ick. <laughs> it just feels so such a strange thing to say. I remember yeah. th- when I first heard it, being like, "What is that?" Yeah. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's so like derogatory and um, just such a strange thing to categorize like sexuality and motherhood as though they don't belong together. Yes. Right. That was, right. That, to like me, it's that's a, a circus freak show. Yeah. I was like, yeah. ew, that's why I said ick. Like yeah. to me, it's so incongruent to everything I believe in. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's just like disgusting. Mm-hmm. I was just, it was like objectioning. I mean, ob- objectifying, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, like Circus Freak Show. Yeah. yeah. Agree. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? Oh, Michael Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> just in the last two days. Um, no, what else? Um, I don't know what else. Give me some ideas. (laughs) Well, I mean, you are a person that seems very clear on things. Yeah. Like you're very definitive and decisive. So maybe you don't need to change your mind. I did change. I like Michael Cohen. I love it. I was like, maybe he really is trying to do the right thing now. Yeah. But maybe not. Um, I'm trying to think of like a clothing reference I might have changed my mind on. Something I don't like that now I like in clothing, but pretty straight up on that one too you know what you like i've come around to jeans that don't have stretch in them for my characters interesting yes and is that trending <laughs> more now jeans that don't have stretch in them yes yeah. yes because yeah. it was like all about the stretch but you know those get a little mooky a little they like get, gummy they, a little i just gave away yeah. what i have in my trunk to give <laughs> to all my girlfriends in dance class i've been bringing yeah. i have like 12 pairs of jeans like same they're Too like much, two years old yeah and they're they were great when I first bought them, and now they're just kind of like, like the waistline wingy. is yeah, like elastic that's worn. Yeah, and elastic is bad for the environment anyway. All that elastic that they put in those jeans is bad for the environment really? anyway. Yeah, it's basically like plastic. Yeah. Um, and sense. the um, yeah. So, and I think the fit is better, and it stays better because mm-hmm. Maxine told me about these jeans. Knower of all things fashion, Maxine. Yes, Maxine. My girls here are always like, what does Maxine say? I love it. That's I know. Amazing. I know. Um, these jeans that are like kind of like old school shrink to fit Levi's, you know, they're like you actually buy them super tight. Everybody's just kind of used to having things be like a little loose, like including me, honestly. Yeah. Like I like my clothes to be a little, you know, but they're you wear them super tight, oopsie, super tight. And then they like you can literally like get in the bathtub with them. So that they get all wet and they like mold your body. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I know. I love it. Yeah. 
I know they're cool. I never would have known about that. Had I not <laughs> See, had this conversation, I did have you. a I did have a thing to say. I came around. <laughs> How do you define success? Oh, um, I define success as being able to be true to yourself and happy in your heart and good to the people around you and accept love and give love and res- be respectful. I'm so, I think it's so important to be respectful to the people around you so that you get respect back. Like, yes. I just like everybody who works for me, I could, I'm so grateful to them every day for all of what they do. I mean, I'm like that with my, that's how I am. I like I'm a mom with my work people too. Yeah. Like with my kids, I'll like, I never get mad at people. I'll get like disappointed. Right. You know, right? Like, but I, I'm not a yell. I'm not like a yeller or yeah. like a, anything. Like, I respect whatever. Everybody's working hard. Yeah. As long as you work hard, I respect you. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, success is just, gosh, knowing that you've been true to your own self of what you want in life. You know, like that's to yeah. me that's the best because. Then you can just wake up every day and be like, I'm doing it. And some days you wake up and still feel crappy, even if you're doing it and you feel tired or whatever. But like, you get up and you keep going and you just feel like, um, like that you're respecting yourself and your own needs and your mm. own wants and your own desires and your own goals. I think you should never like be afraid of your goals. Mm. Well, I'm going to add a question okay. that's just for you. Okay. It's the Allison Fanger question. What's your next big milestone goal? If you want oh, to say it on the podcast. Oh. And you can come around with you. Can think okay. About it. I know what it is. You're not, you're not sure you want to say it. <laughs> okay. You can tell me after we stop recording. Okay, okay. We'll do leave it as a teaser. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Lightning round. Okay. Ocean or desert? Oh gosh. That's such a hard one. Cause I love them both so much. I love all of nature. I can't answer. Okay. I'm so fed by nature. Nature's where all beauty stems from. All mm. what I do, aesthetics, is all from nature. Every clothing piece is from nature to me. I get fed from nature. I mm. love all I love the desert. I love the ocean. I can't answer. <laughs> Favorite junk food. Oh my God. Cheese it's. Oh yum. Yeah. They yum. make me feel bad though, so I don't eat them. Mm. <laughs> but they are deliciously yeah, crunchy, so, salty, cheesy. They're so good. <laughs> Movies or Broadway show? Oh gosh. Again, hard one. Love them both. I love a Broadway show. I love a Broadway show. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Uh, nighttime sex. Texting or talking? I prefer talking, but I do more texting. Cat person or dog person? I have both, but I'm a dog person. <laughs> but I have a cat. You had to explain it. I have a cat, but he is a mouser. He has a job. Oh, great. He's a cat that with a job. That's great. We've come around to him, too. Have you ever worn a unitard? No. Shower or bathtub? Shower. Ice cream or chocolate? Chocolate. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at ping pong? Oh, I'm so good at ping pong. Are you? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a ten, but I'm like at 7.5. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Nice. I'm better at foosball. I've got a secret foosball <gasps> skill. Really? Yeah, like it's intense. It's from Minneapolis. It's like winters. 
and having a foosball table in my basement. That's awesome. I'm weirdly good at foosball. Do you have one in your house? No, we used to. We just don't have a good spot for it. Yeah. It, it takes up, up a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a basement. We're right. In LA. California. Yeah. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, I don't like when like a certain design element is all of a sudden everywhere. It really bothers me when like like when the whole cold shoulder thing was happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The cutout shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I'm like trying to do my show and everything's coming in here with these weird cutout shoulders. I'm like, no, <laughs> no on the cutout shoulders. Yeah. And like then all of a sudden there'll be like long sleeve, crazy sleeve party happening. Yeah. I know this is related to my work, but it, well, is, no, that's, it yeah. is a pet peeve. Yeah. I don't like when I like originality and I want things to look real and different. I don't want everybody to be wearing a stupid trend. Yeah. I, I find that frustrating. I find that there's more of that happening in Los Angeles, you know, mm. just because it's Los Angeles. Right. Like when I go to like New York, I see so many different people walking around in so many different good styles and they're not the same style. Right. They're all their own unique style and they all look so good. Yeah. I like a uniqueness. I don't like when things become the same. Yeah. Vanilla. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you could push a button and it would create 10 years of world peace, mm -hmm. but it would also place a hundred year ban on all beauty products. Would you push it? Yes. Superpower choice, invisibility, ability to fly or super strength. Oh, I would love to fly. <laughs> That's fun. Would you rather have a penis where your tailbone is or <laughs> a third eye? Oh my God. Neither. <laughs> Would you have to see the third eye? Does it just be there like in yoga when they say like it's your third eye? No, it's an actual literal an third eye. eye. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Allison's whole opinion of me just changed. It just all changed. Her whole I face. Was like, she was just like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck is this podcast? What am I doing? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Get this woman no, out of my office. Not at all. That's funny. <laughs> you just asked that question to see the reaction. Well, Do people answer that question? Yeah, my friend Kath Who, Kathleen. All different. I mean, all different. Are people more for the penis or the eye? Penis. What? Penis. I mean, I think if I had to answer, it probably would be penis. Yeah. But like, just because like, that's not cute. Right. She put it to her third eye. Unless it has a, like, unless it has a, you know, like, like your third eye, like in yoga, unless right. it has a thing where it like centers you. Right. Or becomes, has like a thing about it more than just the visual eye. It can. Mm -hmm. They they can. Then We're inventing this. It can be whatever. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to choose either. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. What was the name of your first pet? Taffy. What was the name of the street you grew up on? West Coventry Road. Oh. Taffy Coventry. Taffy Coventry. Taffy Coventry. That's a good one. Yeah. There was another combo of that. Have you heard that? Yeah. I bet I can't remember what it is. I Do you can't know what either. It, is? Yeah. it was really funny. Yeah. I think it's like your, the street, your middle name and something. I don't know. I have to, I should I look know. it up. I remember but, yeah. it being pretty good. But Taffy Coventry is pretty good Taffy too. Coventry is great. Where do you think she's from? Taffy Coventry? That, girl, that, that porn star. 
Oh, uh, Britain. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's English. She's British. Yeah. yeah. She may be a little cockney. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Taffy. Come here, love. I'll show you around town. Definitely. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god, Allison's such a such a treasure. I hope Thank I didn't you. completely lose you with the weird creepy. Not um, at all. This would is you rather? So fun. I'm so glad yeah, I got to meet you. Same. Me too. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Allison. Tune in next week when I bring Rachel Rogers onto the show. She is a lawyer turned business coach, entrepreneur coach, and she has her own company called Hello7, where she helps coach women, female entrepreneurs, to break through from their six-figure incomes to seven-figure incomes. She is also awesome, and she's beautiful and funny and real, and we had an incredible conversation. Um, she's also the mother of three kids and, and one stepchild. And just, wow, what a baller milf, really, truly just, I had such a great conversation with her. So I hope you'll tune in for that. And remember to please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review and also check out the website, milfpodcast.com. You can see the show notes there. You can see transcriptions of the show. You can see all the other little goodies we have. Like I, I write a blog every week. I don't know if anyone reads it, but I write a blog every week. Um, I have a few little giveaway things on there you can you can grab. Um, and that's it. I just love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.